Well, good morning. Amen. It's good to see everybody here this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good all the time. Can you stand up and let's give the Lord a hand? Amen. His mercies and his grace are new every morning. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for the privilege and the opportunity to be able to come into your house to give you honor and glory and thanksgiving for the life that you have given us this week, Lord, for protecting us, for keeping us, for providing for us, Lord. And we are here today to honor you and to praise your holy name. Let all of the church say amen. Hallelujah. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. protection. He is always near to us. Amen. How many has realized the protection of the Lord at some point in this week that you have known that he was with you and that uh, that he has watched over you and he has kept you. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful that we do not have to fear what tomorrow brings because he is with us and he is near us. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. He is a good God. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. Hallelujah. How many has fought some battles this week? If you haven't, I promise you will probably this coming week. You know what? Living a Christian life in this world is not necessarily the easiest thing in the world to do. But I am so thankful that he has promised us that he is with us and that he will give us the strength. We don't have to fight these battles on our own, church. Amen? There's lots of weapons that he has given us, but it's not the carnal weapons. It's not the things of the flesh because we're not fighting flesh and blood. Amen? You're not fighting somebody, your neighbor or your, your spouse or a family member. We're not fighting a, a, a political party. We are fighting the enemy of our souls this morning. And the Lord has given us tools. And one of those weapons is the blood of the Lamb of Christ Jesus. Amen. Another, another one is the word of our testimony. Another weapon is our praise. And this morning, we're going to sing, This is how I fight my battles. Because it doesn't matter what you felt like this morning. It doesn't matter if you have felt surrounded by the enemy all week. He is here and he has been fighting for you. And you are surrounded and encamped around by the angels of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you, Jesus.
church. Let's give the Lord a hand this morning. Hallelujah. How many of God has won a lot of battles you had to go through? Amen. Hallelujah. Turn around and look at your neighbor and tell them good morning this morning. Amen. another hand this morning. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How many are you glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Through our 14 days of prayer and fasting, how many of you have been feeling the presence of the Lord? Amen. It's good to know that God is, through all the 
stuff that's going on in our world, all our transitions, that God is, um, God is still on the throne, is He not? God is still walking and talking and, and um, just doing great and mighty things. Just through this next week, as you're fasting and praying, please uh, be praying for our country. Our country needs a touch from God. Our country needs a touch from the Holy Spirit. Uh, If you're Republican or Democrat, you know, that's not going to fix it. Only the Holy Spirit, only the work of God, only a touch from Almighty God is going to touch our nation. And we, we we need a mighty touch of God. How many believe that... We are on the, I don't know when the Lord's coming back. I know I've been hearing that for years, ever since I've been a kid. But we're closer now than we've ever been. Amen. Uh, We're on the brink of the coming of the Lord. When you came in, I believe that they handed you, uh, preached three or four weeks ago on declaration, uh, the declaration of healing and strength, uh, the declaration of protection, and the declaration of blessings on the Lord. And uh, every, every day, uh, if you'll get up and proclaim these uh, declarations over your life, the Bible said the word of the Lord will not return void. And just pray these over your life every day. It don't take but a few minutes, but they're powerful declarations for healing and protecting and, and God touching your life. Amen? Hallelujah. How many are ready to get into the word of God this morning? Amen. I want to speak just for a few minutes uh, today on when God touched man on earth. When God touched man on earth. How many of you would would say with me uh, today that you truly, with everything that's going on in the the world, uh, everything that may be going on in your community, Uh, everything that may be going on in your life right now, that what you truly need is truly an encounter with God. I really don't need uh, an encounter with uh, a preacher. I don't need an encounter with uh, people that act in like they speak in prophecies over my life. I really don't need an encounter with another church service. What I truly need in my life is an encounter with Almighty God. There is a prophet in the Old Testament that had an encounter with God. And he had a true encounter with God. And I want in my life, through the next seven days of this prayer and fasting, I want God to touch my life, and I I want God to touch your life like never before. Through everything that we have uh, filled our minds with, our life with, we've got so many voices speaking into us at this day and at this time. What I really need 
in my life is to really hear what God is speaking to me. For if I will act upon and be a doer upon what God is speaking to me, then my life can be transformed right in the middle of everything that's going on. How many would say with me that you believe that God wants to touch you? That God wants to truly have an encounter with you? If that's the case, then we need to, we need to put our past behind us. Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind. And I would say, forgetting some things that is going on in your life, maybe right now, putting them behind you. Stretching forward with asking God for an encounter with your life. So grab your Bibles in Isaiah chapter 6 in verse 1 through 10. And it reads like this. In the year that King Uzziah died. Sometimes there's things in our life that have to die before we can clearly see what God is doing in our life. Sometimes when God moves things out of our life, it's not a bad thing. Sometimes when God moves people out of our life, it's not always a bad thing. Uh, when God you moves some, something that is really hindering us from seeing Him clearly, there's times that God will move it out of our life. And King Uzziah said, I mean, uh, Isaiah said that, the, Isaiah said, I clearly, listen to what he said, I clearly saw the Lord. He was seated on his exalted throne, towering high above me. His long flowing robe of splendor spread throughout the temple. Meaning Isaiah realized God was so much bigger than he thought. He said in verse 2, Standing above him were angels of flaming fire, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their face in reverence. With two wings they covered their feet. And with two wings they flew. And they were calling out to one another saying, Holy, Holy, Holy God Almighty, Commander of angel armies, the whole earth is filled with His glory. Let's say that together. Holy, holy is the Lord. Let's say that again. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. The Lord Almighty. The God Almighty. Doesn't that feel good? The first thing that Isaiah said, he said, I clearly saw the Lord. There was, there was no question in his mind. He didn't think it up. He didn't uh, imagine it. Somebody didn't tell him this is the way that God shows up in your life. Isaiah said, I clearly know that I had an encounter with God. 
Isaiah said there was no question in my mind that God showed up. Now, that's the encounter that I know that you want to have and I want to have. You know, it may not be fire falling from heaven in a big bang as us Pentecostals might would like it. Uh, we have people here that come from a, a Baptist background, a, a Methodist background, maybe a, 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 a Pentecostal background, many different backgrounds. So God doesn't work just because we're Pentecostals. He moves and has an encounter with every one of us the way that we understand an encounter from God. So Isaiah said, there was no question in my mind that I had an encounter with God. So I want to give you three quick things that you will know that happens when you have an encounter with God. You will be able to mark these off. I know that I had an encounter with God when these things happened in my life. Number one, uh, we got to realize that God wants to reveal himself to us. We all have sinned. We all have come short of the glory of God, which means we all fall at the same cross and the same blood cleanses all of us. There's none of us in this building, whether you were raised maybe like Tina and I were ever since we've been little kids in a Pentecostal church. Or maybe you were the worst sinner in the world. We are no better than each other. None of us here are better than the next one. Because the Bible makes it clear we have all sinned and we all have come short of the glory of God. So that means that every one of us can truly have an encounter with God. Why? Because God wants an encounter with you and me. Isn't that good to know that no matter how I live my life in the past, or maybe what's even going on in my life right now, that God looks at me, and He loves me, and He cares for me, and He has forgave me right where I'm at, and right now, today, He wants to have an encounter with just me. Well, you know, Pastor, I was in jail for this amount of time, and this has happened in my life, and I've lived like that, and I grew up in this type of family, and I've thought these things, or I've done these things in my life. That's why there was Calvary. That's why it was the blood. And that's why you are forgiven this morning, which puts you that you're not righteous, but God is the all-righteous one and wants to have an encounter with you. Now, doesn't that feel pretty good that God wants to have an encounter with you? God wants to reveal His love. God wants to reveal His presence. God wants to reveal His power. And God wants to reveal His promises to us. Let's listen to that again. God wants to reveal His love. God wants to reveal His presence. God wants to reveal His power. And God wants to reveal His promises. Remember the woman at that well? She had an encounter with God. And what happened? 
her sins were forgiven. The woman with the issue of blood had an encounter with God, and she was healed by the compassion of the Savior. The man that had killed Christians named Paul, he had a true encounter with God in his life, and he was radically changed. That's the mercy's encounter. The man Peter that lied, cheated, and cursed all the time, he had a true encounter with God, and I want to name that the encounter of grace. The man Moses had an encounter with God, and then he marched the children of Israel right into the promised land. The man Joshua had an encounter with God and marched the children of Israel right across the Jordan River. And the 120 had an encounter with God in the upper room, and they had an encounter with the birth of the early church. What can God do with you and I when we truly have an encounter with Him? We don't just have another church service. We just don't have another worship service. We don't get up here and just preach another sermon. God shows up to each one of us, and we have a truly encounter with Him. What could God do in our life? Isaiah said, I clearly saw the Lord. I truly had an encounter with God, meaning we have to truly want to have an encounter with God. How how many of you desire in your heart this morning that, you know, God, I I truly want you to show up in my life. Whatever, Whatever that looks like, Brother Jerry, or however that may look, God, I want you to truly show up. I've been waking up during the night, 3.30 or 4 o'clock, and it's just God has just been so sweet. I mean, just worship songs has been coming to my spirit and laying in bed. I've just been throwing my hands up, Sister Tina, and just worshiping the Lord, having an encounter with God, my own self. That's what it looks like to me in my life right now. I don't know how it's going to look like to you, but I know the sweetness of the Savior has just felt so good to be refreshed with all the craziness that's going on in our lives right now. I need the presence and the peace of God in my heart. So God wants to have an encounter. Second of all, You can measure if you've had a true encounter with God. God wants to cleanse me, and God wants to change me. I know we're coming to church and reading our Bibles and praying. But when you truly have, an encounter with God, God will be working on getting sin out of our lives. That's, that was pretty soft. There's things in each one of our lives that God wants to get out. Now, I'm going to go a little old school on you now, okay? Is that okay? I think if we were all truthful, aren't there times that we listen to stuff 
and watch stuff and maybe involved with stuff that we maybe we shouldn't be involved in or we shouldn't be listening to or maybe we shouldn't be watching or we shouldn't be listening to this person gossip or we all have things in our life right come on i mean come come on we all including this man right up here we have things in our life that god says kevin i want to i want them out or we've thought thoughts that we shouldn't have thought I mean, I, I, had, I probably shouldn't be this honest, but I, y- y'all want to hear this? Not really. I mean, I had somebody to do something not long ago that I thought, now I thought this. I wasn't able to put it on them, but I thought it. I thought, Lord, man, wouldn't it really be nice if they got corona? I hope it now. Y'all are all holy. Yeah, come on. And I never think of anything like that. Not me. I mean, they really ticked me off. And I'm not lying. I'm not, I'm telling the truth. And I'm telling... I thought to myself, I can't believe God is asking me to get back in the platform and preach next Sunday. That is just awful, Sister Hernan. I mean, it is. My Lord. There's been people that has died in this country, and for me to think something like that? Come on. Yeah, God help us. And it went from there to God dealing with me about this and about this, Kevin, in your life and about this. So you truly know that you're having an encounter with God when God, the old school used to say, God took me to the woodshed. Now, we don't want to hear that now. God is so love and God is so kind. God is so gentle. He is, but God will take you to the woodshed. And Isaiah was saying that. This is what Isaiah's words were. Isaiah knew needed a true encounter, a fresh encounter with God. We're talking about the prophet Isaiah. You, have you studied the prophet Isaiah and seen what kind of man he was? But the Bible says that Isaiah needed a fresh encounter because of his unrighteousness, because of his unclean lips, because his life was messed up, because he was broken, and because he had sin in his life. Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 7 tells me that. And the foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who had called. And the house was filled with the smoke. And I said, listen, listen to his voice. He's having an encounter with God. And he said, I said, Isaiah saying, woe is me, for I am lost. When you realize how big God is, you realize how small you really are. And, and he says, woe is me, for he says, I am lost, for I am a man. Listen. I am a man with unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, 
the Lord of hosts. Isaiah realized how clean, how unclean he really was. And then he went on to say, Then flew one of the cherubims to me, having in his hand a burning coal which had been taken with the tongs from the altar. And he touched my lips and said, Behold, his lips has been touched, your guilt has been taken away, and your sin is forgiven. Can we give the Lord a hand? Amen. Tommy Tenney writes and he says, The path to the glory of God is where he takes us right up to the altar where we must lay everything down and die. If you ever get hungry for God and you are in pursuit for God, He will do things for you that He won't do for anyone else, but you have got to die to the altar of self. Us Pentecostals. We want the altar of blessings. We want to get down and pray. And we want God to pour all of these blessings out on us. Now, how many of you want to be blessed by God? Amen. And God wants to bless you. But when you have a true encounter with God, it's going to take you, listen church, it's going to take you to the altar of repentance. In the world that we are living in now, in the times we're living in, I am asking God to take me to the altar of repentance. God, show me where I am not right with you. Show me what's in my life that is unclean so I can get it straightened up because I don't know when you're coming back. And I better quit playing around with you. I better quit doing things that might not be pleasing to you. I want my life clean. I want my life pure. I want my life righteous. Does that mean I'll be perfect? No. But it does mean that I can try to do my best and walk in the ways of the Lord. Because you're coming back, God, and I don't want to miss the rapture of the church. If you think it's hell on earth now, you ain't seen nothing yet. Third thing, then we're going to close. He had an encounter with God. And the third thing, when you have a true encounter with God, you are going to have a heart for the lost. When you have a true encounter with God, you're going to have a lost, you're going to have a a heart for the lost. This is what Isaiah said. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, after he revealed himself to him, after he cleansed him, this is what Isaiah said. The Lord said, whom shall I send? Whom shall I send? Are you ready for God to send you? Are you ready for God to use you in these last days? And he said, and who will go? Isaiah said, here I am, Lord. Send me. Lord, 
I've got family that don't know you. Lord, send me. i got a community that don't know you. Pastor John, Lord, send me. It won't be me, me, me all the time. It'll be Brother Wayne was sharing with me that they had just went on a, 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 a mission trip this last, I think it was Friday and Saturday. Lord, send me. Send me, God. I don't know how much time that we have left, and can you use me with the little bit of time that we have left, Lord? Send me. Let's say that together. Lord, send me. Is it not true that we, as Pentecostals, we like the we like the goosebumps, don't we? We like the loud music. We like the the loud worship. We like all of that stuff. And we we all. I mean, I love Pentecost. But that's God pouring His blessings down on you and I. But when we walk out of here, we've got a commandment to do. There's a lot of lost people in this world. All you have to do is watch our news and you'll know that our world is lost. But Lord, before you come, will you put such a burning desire down in my down in my heart. Remember, God used, we're going to close with this, God used Moses. Moses went up to the burning bush and God touched him. And we see Moses speaking to Pharaoh to say, let my people go. And I want to let tell the devil, devil, they, they might not be saved at this moment, but God created them. Let my people go. Let my teenagers go. Let, let, let my children go. Let my mom and dad go. Devil, get off of them. Let them go. God, use me. God, use this church in this community. We want good services. We want to hear from God. But God, we want you to use this church into this community to see lives transformed and changed. God, use, let's say it again, God, use me. The blind man had a story to tell. I once was blind. I once was, I once was blind. We all once was blind. We all was once was blind. How many remember the, the days that um, used to run around? I, I still got saints in here. They refuse. They refuse to say they have fallen short of the glory of God. They refuse to say that I was bad at one time. But how many of you remember those days you used to run around and carry on? Come on. 
Come on, Pastor John, raise your hand. I know, I know you. Yeah. Woo! So Jim sitting way back there and don't think nobody knows anything about him. Way back there. Believe me, he wasn't no choir boy either, okay? But I was blind. I didn't know the Lord. I didn't know His presence. I didn't know how to get a hold of Him, Sister Tina. I once was blind, but now I can see. Instead of us condemning the sinner out there and telling them how bad they are and how bad their sins are, they are just blind. So it's up to you and I to show them the light. Amen? Let's stand. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for your, your presence. Lord, every one of us is going to ask God in some way, Lord, show yourself to us. We want an encounter with you. We ask you to cleanse us. We ask you to change us. We ask you to send us. I thank you for this beautiful congregation this morning. And as they play, I'm going to just ask you to ask the Lord to come and reveal himself to you. Either today or sometime this week as they, as they play. I just want us to take a few minutes and we're going to, I'm going to dismiss you. We're not going to stay much longer. But I want you to ask the Lord to reveal, to reveal himself to you in a, in a mighty way.
Father, as we uh, as we close this morning, God, I just I feel a burden to pray over our to pray over our young people this morning. God, I I do know the way that enemy works. God, all over the country, our colleges, our schools, our great schools, our middle schools, our high schools. God, I, I know how the enemy works. He whispers in our young people's ears that as God, as they, if they, as they has witnessed and if they has, they've heard God, everything that's going on. I want to let them know, God, that you still have a plan for their life. You have a destiny and you have a calling on their life. And God, I don't care what hell says, what the enemy says, what the devil says. You still have a plan. You still have a purpose. You still have a destiny. You still have a plan. You have still have a purpose and you still have a destiny for their life. And God, let it ring in their ears, God, that you have something great in store for our kids, our grandkids. You're not done yet. You're just beginning to start. Your move of your spirit is just to begun on our children. And we're going to see great and mighty things on our kids, our grandkids, our great-grandkids. You're going to do mighty things, God. And we thank you this morning. Let's sing one more course of this, and we're going to close in prayer. Hallelujah. straight up in there and worship him before we leave this morning. Come on, let, let's just take a moment and worship him. I know we, we it's time to leave, but I want us to throw our hands up in worship. Amen. Make sure it's loud enough out there. I want us to ring this building. Come on. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We worship you this morning. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. sing one more course of a song and I'm going to let you go. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hey, can we, can we change? Can we change this and our problems? I promise I'm going to let them go. I woke up. The Lord put this song on my heart. I made a big change on it because this goes old school. 
take my hand, precious Lord. Amen. Let, let, let's sing this. It's an old, old hymn. Y'all okay with singing an old song? Let's sing that. Give the Lord a hand. 